Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. I'm going to start off and preemptively say happy holidays to everyone. I know it's only December 7th when I'm recording this right now, but you'll hear it next week. And I am already in the Christmas spirit and whatever holiday you celebrate, I just really love the end of the year. For me, it's my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the year. As an adult, I really established traditions for myself because I have a very unconventional family setup. As you guys probably know from listening to the podcast, I don't have a relationship with my parents. I never met my dad ever in my entire life. I mean, probably when I was a baby, maybe, I don't know. They had already broken up and my mom had moved across the country when she was pregnant with me. And I don't really speak to my mom. And I've never really had holidays with her since I was probably 15 or 16 when she was dating someone and asked me and my brother to move out of the house so that she could spend time with that person. And because I've had not a classic family setup where I return home for the holidays, as an adult, I've really established my own traditions for myself. Before I met Dev, my husband, oftentimes I would go see my brother and my aunts for a couple days, and then I would spend the period of time in between Christmas and New Year's doing a lot of reflection, a lot of reading, and a lot of thinking on a solo vacation by myself. I did that for a few years, and it's just become this integrated part of my life, even though I now celebrate in a more classic way with my husband's family. I still really see this time of year as this amazing space for reflecting on who I've changed into and who I've become over the past year, because with every holiday, we all return back to a environment and a backdrop that we really only come to once a year. And with that backdrop remaining fairly stationary, it's really interesting to see how you've changed in context and in relation to that backdrop. And I really, really felt this concept so strongly when I was in Paris. I just got back from 10 days in Paris, Amsterdam, and then Miami. And while we were in Paris, my husband and I, it had been a few years since we had both been there. I think for me, it was maybe 2017. And for him, it was around the same period. It was before we knew each other. For me, it was a trip I took with my best friend at the time, and she and I had a great time taking pictures of ourselves, getting all dressed up, bebopping around Paris, meeting up with friends of friends. And for him, it was a trip he took with a couple of his friends where he ran the Paris Marathon. And because it had been a few years and Paris was the same, right, it's the same backdrop, but we were so different and the things that we were choosing to do, the activities The restaurants were very different than they were a few years ago. And we both felt this sense of change, how much we had changed for better and for worse and things that we really didn't like about ourselves in this new iteration, 
that we are now noticing for the first time because we had come across the stationary backdrop. And that spirit of reflection has really carried through over the past couple of weeks. This weekend, I spent like four hours making a popcorn garland for the Christmas tree. It's where you take a needle and a sewing thread and you literally piece by piece make a super long garland for the tree. And it took forever. And I sort of just zoned out while I did it. But I had the chance to reflect. I had this in-between time. And what I wanted to talk about today is in-between time in the larger sense of the word. This idea of what do you do in the moments where you're in between the now and where you want to go? What do you do about the times when you're waiting for the next big thing to come into your life? Moments when you've outgrown what was, but you haven't quite fit in or figured out where to go in the future. It's a really vulnerable, tough time where it feels like you're not making any progress or any traction. And I wanted to talk about this because it's actually where we all as humans spend most of our time. And I don't really think that in our society it's addressed. We are always being pushed toward the highlight reel, sharing all these peak experiences and special moments on Instagram or TikTok. But we miss out on how to work with and how to thrive in the mundane, right? The moments that aren't the highlight reel, moments that aren't these major victories or tentpole events in your life, but instead it's just the every day of living. And as I started to think about this topic, I went through my mind all the times when I've been in between. So I started thinking, okay, well, I was in between after I got divorced, but I hadn't yet created a whole life for myself. I was in between when I knew that I wanted to leave my job in venture capital, but I wasn't sure what my next move was yet. I'm in between now because I've really wanted to change my life as a single person and start a family, but we haven't been able to get pregnant for two years. I spent all of last year in between because I knew I wanted to become a writer and I was working at it and working at it, but I had no external confirmation that I quote unquote was a writer yet. Regardless, the list goes on and on and on. Because for the most part, we are always in between something. Our whole lives are spent in these in-between moments. And oftentimes we don't like it. We don't like waiting. We're not patient. We can't feel good about ourselves until we hit that next mountaintop milestone, till we achieve the goal. You know, we're always rushing, rushing, rushing towards a horizon that keeps moving further back every time we reach it. So I thought it was really important to share this topic because we're entering the holiday season where there will be more of that spaciousness, that liminal space, that time that I was talking about earlier to think about who you are, where you are, and to really feel it and be present with this instead of, you know, rushing off to your next goal or in January when we're all going to be furiously attempting to complete our New Year's resolutions. Right now, I want you to think about what you feel most in between about. 
Maybe you're in between relationships. Maybe you're in between a job that you've outgrown, but haven't yet found a job that fits you. Maybe you're in between a personal growth journey where you feel like you've outgrown a lot of your friends and the people around you, but you haven't yet found a new community. Maybe you're in between a life of separation and differentiation from your family, but you haven't yet established what your new life looks like outside of your parents and your nuclear family. There are so many, so many options here, but just choose the first thing that comes to mind for you. What do you feel in between about? What's the very first thing that popped into your head? Okay, so now I want you to return to your personal situation and to think about it as I run through my top hot tips for how to be in between this holiday season and beyond. The first thing I'll say is a defense of the state of being in between. Being in between waiting patiently for something new to come along in your life, that is actually a valid and real and special place to be. It is not purgatory. It is not just a placeholder till your next big thing. It is a real place that deserves to be seen for all the wonderful things it brings into your life. And what I mean by that is that we are made to wait. We're supposed to wait in life. We are meant to have these slower moments because those are the places, these slow times, this waiting, that is the place from which our dreams and desires are born. We need that space, that in-between time for the things that we long for and for our dreams to percolate and take shape, to start to form, for them to come into our awareness And this place is so significant because it's a composting site. It's where you take everything that you've experienced during those major milestones and then you make sense of them and you start to formulate what it is that you want to be and what it is that you want to pursue in the future. The point is to slow down enough so that you can hear the questions that you want to ask and you can give space so that new dreams and new desires can start to incubate and take shape. I knew that I wanted to leave my job and actually leave my entire decade long career that I had spent a lot of hard work building. And I knew that I wanted to leave in July of 2018, but I had no idea what it was that I wanted to leave my job and my career to do. August came and went, September came and went, October came and went, and I still had no idea. And I was starting to get a little freaked out because I was really, really antsy to quit my job and leave. I wanted to do it in December, but I also didn't have a sense of what I was quitting my job for. I didn't know where I was going. And every bone in my body was like, Liz, you got to figure this out. Work on it all weekend, write down a bunch of ideas, talk to people, think about what it is that you want. But what I realized I had to do in that moment was actually to slow down and forcing myself to be in a place of decision, to be outside of the in-between. It wasn't working. It was just making the whole situation worse. So I made a promise to myself that I was going to give myself at least 
another three months where I would not let myself choose what was next for me. I had to continue to live in that purgatory and that weight until I figured it out. By doing the reverse, you see, originally I was pressuring myself to come up with an answer, but then I switched over to forcing myself not to come up with an answer so I could have that time and that spaciousness. And as soon as I committed to that, then it felt like the pressure was off and then I could really dream and I could really ideate without feeling like I just needed to pick the next good-ish idea or good enough idea that came onto my plate. And right when that three months ended, then I knew what it was that I wanted to do. And of course, that idea changed over time, but I felt such a clarity as soon as I allowed myself to wait. The second thing I will say in defense of being in between is that things are actually changing while you're in the in-between stage. And it may not feel like it because everything externally remains the same and no changes have been made. But internally, whenever we are in this period of in-between, whenever we are in this period of wait, then we are always alchemizing and changing as people. And that's the truth. There's no way that we're not changing, especially when we're really testing our ability to be patient, our ability to wait, our ability to slow down. The last two years of my life have been so illustrative of that concept that I'm talking about here because I've been so emotionally ready to have a baby. I really, really wanted to have a family. I'm 36 years old. I'm going to be 37 in February. So two months from now, I'm going to be 37 years old. And I've been ready since I was like 34 to have a kid. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I've been in between and I've been buying all these secret baby clothes I like get a gift for a friend and I see something really cute and I'm sad that I don't have a baby yet. So I think, you know what? I'm not going to wait to buy this for my baby then. I'm going to buy it now. So I've somehow amassed this very creepy, sad baby trove of (laughs) really cute baby clothes across all ages from when this baby is a newborn up to when it's like six years old and needs a little NASA spacesuit. But anyway, I really have been feeling this weight so, so much, and it's been so hard. And I've gone through so much of trying different vitamins, trying different fertility treatments, seeing different spiritual healers, talking to a fertility coach, going to like eight different doctors. And it seems like there's been no external progress in my life. I mean, definitely not pregnant right now definitely don't have a kid. But what I can acknowledge and what has been so true is that even against what I wanted, I have been changing and growing as a person through all of this. I am so much more patient, grateful, calm, and accepting of myself than when this process started. When it started, I was so hard on myself. I felt like maybe I couldn't get pregnant because there was something wrong with me, that it was a statement about how I'm not enough of a woman, or maybe my karmic punishment for having an abortion when I was 17. And now where I am is in this place of really loving acceptance. 
that this inability to get pregnant doesn't define me, that I'm okay. And my threshold for how much I love myself has increased so much through this process. And it was never anything that I sought to do. It wasn't anything that I was really trying to do. I mean, the only thing I was trying to do was just get pregnant, but it's been this really beautiful, unexpected byproduct of this whole really, really sad and trying process. And so what I really want to say here is that if you too feel like you're in between and that it's been a very long time of going towards something, but you don't see any progress whatsoever, then I would encourage you to take a closer look within. And I'm sure you will see so many beautiful treasures that you've accumulated internally and the ways that you have grown and changed because of this patience and this waiting. All of this reminds me of a poem that my therapist sent me, and I want to read it now because I thought it was really beautiful and it speaks to this point. This poem is by Morgan Harper Nichols, who I think probably a lot of us really love on Instagram. She's a really wonderful poet and artist. This is how it goes. And as you start to ascend, you feel the force of heavy winds. And for the first time, you wonder if you should give up. Turn around and go back down the mountain and find a smaller hill to climb. This is a broken place and you are treading on splintered ground, trying to make sense of your progress and where you thought you'd be by now. And what was familiar is now too distant. And what was unknown is now too close. And you are wondering what to keep and what to just let go. But now that you're here, let it be. Find new rhythms in the silence to cling to lasting peace knowing well within your soul, you will have the strength you need to make it through these unknowns. I love that poem because I love this imagery of a mountain where you're not at the beginning of the journey. So that's not exciting and fun and fresh. And you're also not at the end of completing the journey. You're just somewhere in the middle that's full of unknowns and uncertainty. And you don't really feel like you have anything to fall back on. This question of wondering if you should give up and turn around and go back down, or do you keep going? You're wondering what to keep and you're wondering what to just let go. You're trying to find new rhythms. And the poem, for me, perfectly captures how even without trying, whenever we are in a place of in-between, we will always grow. I think about that time in my life when I hadn't yet quit my job, but I knew that I wanted to leave, but I also didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. And I can see now how important that time was because even though I hadn't chosen my new career, hadn't started Reset yet, I as a person was already changed simply from making that decision. I didn't have to know what it was that my new company was going to be because I was still internally already becoming a different person, regardless of whether or not I started my new company in six months or six years. And I think that's where we as a society really miss is that we celebrate all these milestones, all these achievements, and we don't have the language or the space to celebrate the internal shifts, which honestly are even more valuable than the milestones. Because without those internal shifts, we never get to those milestones. If I could go back in time 
instead of rushing myself to try to brainstorm a new business as quickly as I could, I should have just celebrated the very simple and amazing fact that I had made a clear decision to change what it was that I was doing. The third point I'll make is related to this, and that is that life is not about the milestones and the big achievements. Life is about the ordinary, the mundane, the waiting, the in-between times. The simple times are the most important times to relish. That's the good stuff of life. Even though it may seem like life is just crawling forward sometimes, that it's going really slowly to get to your next milestone, the truth is, is that the time is actually speeding by really quickly. The moment is here and then it's gone. The next moment is here and then it's gone. All we have in life are these moments and what we choose to do with them is what we choose to do with our lives. And so if we aren't paying attention to them, they just slip by. If all we do is focus on the highlight reel, then we miss the beauty and the importance of everything in between. Forget the highlight reel, rather just zoom in, zoom into the details and the minutia of your life. Think about how wonderful it is to develop a new journaling practice. Focus in on how beautiful it is to listen to a new song that means a lot to you or to read a book that affects you powerfully. When I was single in New York after I had gotten divorced, one of my favorite things to do was walk around the city at night around 10 or 11 on a Friday night by myself and put my headphones in and listen to an album that I really, really loved. I remember listening to Frank Ocean's Channel Orange and just walking around Union Square and the East Village. And those were these really slow, quiet moments where it felt like nothing was happening. But now I look back and they're some of my favorite isolated moments of my life. They were so nice. What are the small moments that mean a lot to you right now? What are the little hobbies or habits or activities that you do every day that you can zoom in closely and pay attention to and see how beautiful and sweet they are? Is it your nighttime skin routine? Is it a little walk that you do to get coffee? Is it a weekly call with your best friend? Whatever it might be, see if you can discover the sweetness in the ordinary because those are the moments that matter and that make up your whole beautiful life. I've always liked the quote that life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. And I also like to that a little bit and say that life is what happens when you're waiting for something to come in. Okay, so the last thing that I will say now on this topic of being in between is that let's not even think about it as being in between. Let's think about it as creating the space for something new to come into your life. There's this really, really amazing workbook that my astrologer recommended to me when I was looking to find a person to date <laughs> and I was kind of tired of being single and it's really cool. It basically is about this premise that you can manifest a person in your life, but you have to make some changes. And the biggest change of all is creating room for that person. 
So the book tells you to do different practices like clear out half of your closet so that you have space for another person energetically, clearing out half of your medicine cabinets and feng shui things like making sure you have two bedside tables instead of just one so that you're telling the universe that you're ready for someone to come into your life. But the most important thing that the workbook says is that you need to have time for another person. So if you're running around going from date to date to date, party to work event, party to work event, and your schedule is just completely booked, then you're never going to find the person because energetically you don't have room for them in your life. And I tend to think of this as true, not just for manifesting personal relationships, but for manifesting anything and everything that you want in this world. In my own life, one of the most beautiful things to have come in in the recent times has been this amazing book deal that I have. I don't think I've actually given an update here, but you guys have heard me talk about the process of finding an agent and the stress leading up to my book auction. But long story short, sorry to bury the lead here and right at the end of the podcast, but I sold my book and I have the most amazing editor and publisher that I could ever imagine. I'm so excited about my editor. I'm so excited about my publisher. They just seem like the perfect fit for what I'm trying to do. And I like all the stuff that my editors worked on before. I think she has a strong vision. She sees the role that this book can play in pushing the genre of business books into the future to a more accessible, modern audience. Anyway, the whole thing is very cool. But what I wanted to say is that this beautiful thing, probably my favorite, proudest professional achievement It was born from a very, very sad in-between time. It was between the time when I had to close the Reset Studio because of the pandemic and before I had established a new business model for my company. And that summer of 2020, during the beginning of the pandemic, it was the most in-between I've ever felt about anything. I felt like I was just treading water And if I stopped treading for just a second, I was about to drown. But it gave me the time and the space, the mental space to start writing. It was an opening for me. The analogy that I have in my mind is of Tarzan swinging through the jungle. You know how he has a vine in one hand. And in order to get further along, to reach out for the next vine, he first has to let go of the vine that he already has in his hand. And he's kind of floating through the air for a moment before he can actually be far enough out to reach out his arm and grab the second vine. And it is in that moment of just hanging in the air that is so uncertain and so unclear and so scary that beautiful things can emerge. And for me, the saddest summer of my life happened to be the summer where I birthed the professional dream that I am the most proud of. There is no coincidence there. The studio had to close in order to make space for this beautiful thing to come into my life. I don't know. I just think it's so cool. I really love it. People say when one door closes, another door opens, blah, blah, blah. Every time you lose something, you gain something else. And All of that is so trite, but it's just true. 
And the in-between times are the times when that happens. And I just, I don't know. I love that. That is all I have for you today. I really want to wish you a happy, happy holiday season. And as things start to slow down, if they can slow down for you with work and other obligations, as you have more spaciousness, then apply the lessons of this episode to that spaciousness that you have, that in between the end of 2021, before we reach the beginning of 2022, and make it your intention to observe and notice. Don't make it your intention to be doing, doing, doing. We have the whole year for doing, doing, doing. And take this time just to observe. Just see what's going on. Check in with how much you've grown this year with the holiday backdrop as a reminder of how much you've grown since last year. Take the space and slow down and relish all those beautiful, quiet moments and tell yourself that the mundane and the ordinary, that is the good stuff. Life is what happens when you're busy waiting for your plans to happen. And remind yourself that it's not about the mega achievements. It is about here and now, the small things. That is what matters. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe because the podcast is unpredictable and comes out on a different day all the time because I'm just wild like that. And please leave a review. If you leave a review, I will love you forever. And please share it. We have grown so much in listenership since you guys have been sharing all the time. And please, please email me at info at resetnyc.com if you have any topic ideas. My dear, dear listener, Megan, who suggested that I do an episode on uncertainty in the 20s, she actually inspired the most listened to episode of all time. So thank you, Megan. And thank you all future people who are suggesting topics. And just a fun little reminder, as I always say, remember to love yourself, to listen to yourself, and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. Thanks, guys. See you next week. 